so we saw we saw the river, um, all about baggage. So the whole, uh, I'm going to ask you all to step out of your comfort zone um, tonight and over the next couple of nights a wee bit as well. Um, there's not that many of us here, and I know it's awkward, but it's slightly easier when there's less of us. Um, tonight we're going to look at, so the whole week, sorry, we're going to look at the theme of where do I fit, okay? Um, where, where, where do I fit? Where do I fit, basically, generally? Um, and I think if we're all honest, everybody has asked that question at some point in life. Um, is asking that question now. I probably will continue to ask that question about different things um, for time to come. So we're going to explore that over the next couple of nights. Tomorrow night we're going to look at um, image and where do I fit uh, when I don't fit in and stuff like that. Um, Thursday night with a guy coming to speak um, and it's going to be really good actually. I don't want to share too much. Um, and it's all about where do I fit where, when I'm so lost and broken. So, like, how do we how do we fit in with God through brokenness and when times aren't going right and when we're trying to trying to do the Christian thing, but we're struggling with stuff. And he's got a, a great story involving a car and other stuff. So it's going to be great tomorrow night. Julie and Aaron are taking it. It's going to be equally great. Um, and they've been preparing for weeks. They're not meeting after this tonight to prepare at all. Uh, so yeah, tonight. So. I got the uh, <laughs> I got the short straw, um, and I got the the where do I fit um, with all my baggage? Um, so I showed you that wee video there, um, and basically some of the stuff that came out of it was you know where do I fit with my baggage is weighing me down when it's holding me back when it's affecting my future, uh, and some of the baggage is things like painful memories, hurtful words, regrets, and failures. And let's be honest, we can all identify with 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 some of that. Um, one of the one of the biggest lies in the whole history of the world, other than the whole man landing on the moon thing, just put that there, uh, is as long as her sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Little crap. Just put that there. Um, because of course they're going to hurt you. Whenever somebody calls you something, you take it in, shake it in your heart, and you dwell on it and you start listening on it. And I want to show you another clip. That something that really stood out to me recently. Because again, I think a lot of people can relate to this. I thought tonight we could all do a little bit of dancing. Yeah. 
No? Yeah? Anything else for that? If I did push right now? No, I've already dressed up as Robin today. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I dressed up as Robin today, you know? Batman and Robin, Cape Crusader. Without a mask, somebody stole my mask. I was so annoyed. But that wasn't the point. Okay, this girl um, calls herself Fat Amy. Because that's what other people are going to call her, call her behind their back. So her idea, her concept in the world is that um, if she calls herself it, then it doesn't matter what people call her behind their back. You know, and unfortunately for so many people, um, that's true. You know, they, they get called so much and they get told so much about themselves that, that they start to believe it. Um, it turns out later in the film her name is Fat Patricia, but anyway, it doesn't make any difference. She's still calling herself Fat. Um, great film. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Um, uh, but yeah, so like, to me, that girl is just a total legend. legend. Yeah. You know, it just totally sets out to me how how hurtful it can be um, when people when people call you stuff. And again, it brings it back to that whole you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. You know, everybody can think of a time in their life where people have said stuff and they've taken it in. You know, hurtful words like that first video said that people have, have held on to. Um and that they've let that they've let grow in their heart. You know, if you think of a word like a seed, once it gets in there, if you don't take it out and if you don't speak good things of yourself and you don't let it go, then that seed's gonna grow. And when a seed starts to grow it becomes a flower eventually. And that's not what we want because then other people say other stuff and other stuff and other stuff and we get all these bags and they hold us down and they weigh us back and they do affect our future, like that first video said. You know, everybody in this room is heading somewhere. We're all on a journey. Um, you know, and all journeys are, are, are bumpy at times. But you know what? We have the power to, to smooth out some of that bumpiness, to to make it an easier ride. Um, and the devil knows that we're on our journey. He knows where we're headed, and he 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 will do what he wants to try and hold us back from where we're going. And he'll do that by sending people into our lives to call us names, to pick on us, to bully us, to beat us up to to put us off church, to put us off God, to put us off whatever. You know, and and tonight as we as we go into this I want I want you to spend a few literally a few seconds just thinking now yourselves, you and God, God is here, God is speaking by the way, just putting that out there, not saying I'm God, just saying that he's speaking, gotta listen, two way connection, you know. I just want to spend a couple of seconds literally thinking what is your baggage? What is holding you back? And what is weighing you down? Maybe you can relate to that. Go.
Yes, ever thought of something? Has anybody not thought of something? Okay. What I want you to do now is decide whether you're going to take that and continue to believe it, continue to let it grow inside you, or whether you're going to leave it here, walk away from it, and let God determine what you think of you, and let God determine who you are and what you become. To give you seconds. Well, I have several favourite stories in the Bible. I hate it when people... Do you ever get that question? What's your favourite Bible story? I don't know. I hate that because I have so many. One of the ones I love, and I think I love it so much because of one of the messages behind it, but also because it's one that you taught from a child, um, is the story of Zacchaeus up the tree. He's a very small man up the little of Um And it, it comes from the book of Luke, chapter 19, and it says... Then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there, his name was Zacchaeus, the head taxman and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd, so he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus when he came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck. Delighted that he was going to take Jesus home with him. Everyone who saw the incident was indignant and grumped. What business does he have getting cosy with this crook? Zacchaeus just stood there a little stunned. He stammered apologetically. Master, I give away half of my income to the poor. And if I'm caught cheating, I'll pay four times the damages. Jesus said, today is salvation day in this home. Here he is. Zacchaeus, son of Abraham, for the son of man came to find and restore the lost. Sometimes we can be like Zacchaeus in life. And we can just want to get a glimpse of Jesus and we'll go to any lengths we can to get that. Sometimes 
we're like Jesus, where we want to look at people and say, do you know what? Jesus accepts you no matter what. And sometimes we're the Pharisees, and we look around and we say, really? Not really good enough to be a Christian. One thing I find is that so often, people take that last view about themselves. They go out and they want to be Jesus to all the people around them. They want to share God with them and and bring people in and, and use that whole, you know, for the Son of Man came to find and restore the lost. To go out and tell people about God and bring them in and, and yeah, God forgives your past and you're going to have a great future with Jesus. And then they go home and they sit in the corner of their bedroom and they rock back and forward and think, if only I could be like that. But tonight I'm how you can, you know, all those words and things that have been spoken over your life, all those things that have happened in the past, that you're letting weigh you down and hold you back, can be left in the past. You have the choice to bring them into the future or to leave them behind. And at times other people will try and bring that stuff into the future. But you've got to be strong in your faith and you've got to know that God forgives you and that that stuff is in the past. Outside here we have a cheesy notice board. I'm sorry. It is cheesy sometimes. But lately we had an amazing thing on it. And it said it's okay to have... Sorry, it said every saint has a past, but every sinner has a future. And I just thought, yeah, that's what we want to get out there. We're not saying that everybody who's a Christian and who follows Jesus hasn't made. No, we're saying, do you know what? We have a past but we have a future because of Jesus. And we want to get that message out to people. And we want to say that all those people out there who are sinners in God's eyes have a future because that's how God sees them. When God looks down at the world, he sees everybody equal. Everybody's equal. God loved us so much that 2,000 years ago, he sent his son to die for every single person in this room. I don't know about you, I most definitely wasn't alive 2,000 years ago. But yet God still saw me and sent Jesus to die for me. And I find that totally, totally amazing. Everybody's heading somewhere. Everybody has a destiny to fulfill. And God will support you every step of the way. And he will make the burden light. And he will make it easier for you to follow that. The devil is the one who will come along and pile on the baggage. He is the one who will send people to talk you down, to discourage you, to bring up painful memories from the past of regrets and failures. But God doesn't have failures. And people need to remember that. I know what God has called me to do. I know the purpose of it. I know what I'm doing at this point in time. And I know what I'm doing after this. And the thing is, if you ask God, he'll show you bits of it. He won't show you at all, because you'll freak out. Because you can only cope with wee bits. But you've got to have a goal to aim for. And if you ask him, he'll show you that. 
he'll bring people around you to build you up. I know that this is what I'm meant to do. When I was at school, I was bullied terribly about anything they could find. I, I, and for those of you that were away on the youth weekend, you know that I'm severely dyslexic. I'm severely dyslexic. So much so that I couldn't throw a ball from one hand to the other until about two years ago when I just went, God, I'm fed up with this. And I sat and taught myself how to do it. Because I was fed up with the devil getting at me and saying, you can't do this because of this and you can't do that because of that. You know, I was sharing with Sam the other night and we were like, I know that this is what I'm meant to do, but I am so shy. So shy. Anytime I get up to something like this, my stomach just goes in knots. Up until I was a teenager, I wouldn't go to parties. I didn't go anywhere. I just didn't do anything because I didn't do crowds. But I knew what God was calling me to do. And I said, you know what, God? If this is what you want me to do, then you have to give me the power to do it. And he did. But all those words that were spoken over me in the past, in school, were still there. And every now and again, the devil tries to poke them back up. But I'm not having that, because I know where I'm going. But even better, I know where he's going. And the thing is, so does he. One of the things that I hate, I hate hearing my own voice. I hate it. Which would surprise a lot of people. And I was saying, this is what I was saying to Sam the day, and God speaks to me in the shower. And it was quite funny, because me and Brent were talking about this earlier, and we were sharing with Alvin that God speaks to both of us in the shower, and he freaked out. <laughs> then we had the explanation that it wasn't that we weren't both in the shower while he was sharing it, and it was fine. But he was like, that's too much information. I was like, that's where God talks to me. And I was, one of the, I was, just, I was just like, do you know what? The lies that the devil told me about my voice and how it sounded stupid and how I looked and how I looked awful. See, if I believed that, I would never do this. Or I would do it behind a screen with a voice changer. But that's not the person that God appointed to do it. God picked me before I was born. And I know that. And I'll do whatever I can to fulfill what he asks me to do. Remember that everyone is heading somewhere. And it's up to you whether you let the stuff of your past holds you back and affect your future or whether you're going to stand up and say no I've had enough I'm breaking free from it I'm going to move forward with God and what God wants me to do this book is full of amazing stories of people who were broken who were bruised who were hurting who were failures in life but they're the ones that transform the world. This church is only here because of one man who at the very start of his ministry denied Jesus. And didn't just do it once, but did it three times. And God still used him. And the thing is that everything in this book is as true today as it was when it was written. We still have the Holy Spirit to help us along. I don't have any notes. Because God is speaking. 
that is what we need to do. Far too much we are putting our faith in our own knowledge and we're putting our faith in other people. But we need to go straight to God. And, you know, it's just about spending time. I have a spider diagram of a couple of points and that's it. Because we have to just rely on God and what God is saying. And it's up to us what we do now. Where do you fit? You fit exactly where God wants you to be. If you think of life as a jigsaw puzzle, you are a piece in that puzzle. And that picture on the box is never going to be complete if you don't let people realise and you don't realise your own self-worth that you fit in exactly the right place, that you look exactly the right way, that you sound exactly like you should, that you have the right physical and mental and spiritual abilities that God wants you to have. Because if God wants you to be a master baker, there's no point in him giving you the skills of a molecular biologist. Because that's not going to work. He has given you exactly what you need to have. But we need to stop letting people tell us who we are. And we need to stop speaking it over ourselves. I'll finish with this story. I am so paranoid now. Not paranoid, so aware of the words people speak over me. That a really good Christian friend, who is a bit of a mentor to me, was sitting chatting to me about the hours that I work and what I do. And this person turned around and said to me, do you know what? If you don't slow down, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. I turned around and I said, I rebuke those words in Jesus' name and you can accept them over your life, but don't you dare speak them over mine. And that person just looked at me and I was like, I'm being serious. Words have power. And I'm not going to let you speak that over me. If you want to speak that over yourself, that's fine. But you're not going to say things like that over me. Only positive stuff. So guys, what, what negative things have been spoken over you? What have people said? What's happened in life to, to make things go slightly off? Off course. Do you know what? What is God saying right now? Because there's at least two people in this room that God is speaking to right now. And Sam's going to come up. We're going to sing some more songs. Julie's going to play with the computer. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have words. <laughs> and after that, we're going to with a prayer room, there's people about, we're just going to see what God's saying. If somebody has something they want to share, feel free. I'm up for praying with people. Let's just see what God wants to do.